0: And welcome, welcome, welcome to WDGS on your podcast station. This is your girl, your host, Fabulous Frida, on a fabulous Friday. And my, oh my, oh my, do I have an eye-opener? And this is the thing about an eye-opener. It's something to really, should create a place and space for you to just stop. Stop, stop, and think for a minute. Now, listen to me. I was sitting here, and as I was communing, I said, God, I know it's something that you want me to release. I know it's something that someone needs to hear what the Spirit is saying. And what the Spirit said is this. It's your season. It is your season. It is your season. And I'm not talking about the atmosphere of the weather, but I'm talking about the season to be able to move into another atmosphere in your relationship with God. How many of you truly, truly grab the fact that God is in control? You know, I recently had an encounter with my health. And I was sitting here and I'm telling you, I thought that maybe I twist a muscle in my back. And I had been battling with this pain off and on for about two months. And I walk a little bit and if I move or twist or turn, it would just feel like somebody just took my ribs and just twisted them. And in spite of that excruciating pain, I still pressed on and prayed myself through several, several situations, several situations, several circumstances. So many things has occurred within these last two months that I've just been pressing. And this is the thing, even in my pressing, I did not complain because it's something God kept saying in this season. And so, how many of you understand that sometimes you may have to listen to your body more than you listen to people? Hello? <laughs> I'm just saying, sometimes your body will speak to you in a volume higher than people voices that's trying to get in your ear. And when your body tells you what to do, it's a good thing to listen to that one body than sometime all them voices that try to get in your ear. So anyway, I'm sitting here and I'm knowing something is off with my body. But instead of pushing myself to go and receive medical attention, I kept putting it off because I was trying to assist with some other things and some other people. And I neglected my own self-health. And so once everything had kind of subsided... And I was finished and I put some closure in certain chapters. I decided to go to my doctor's office, but my doctor happened to be on vacation. I wanted to do a walk-in last Friday. But I had a couple of people that was coming out of the office and I asked them, I said, "Uh, could I just do a walk-in to my doctor? And that's when they shared one lady was a doctor and the other two was a nurse. And she said, "Uh, she's on vacation. And I said, well, I'm having this pain, and it's in my back. I don't know if I twist a muscle. I just don't know. I said, but it's like it's cutting off my breath because the pain was so excruciating. And so she asked me, she said, well, when did it start? I said, well, it started sometime around the second week of May. And, And so now we're in the month of June. And she said, and you haven't done anything? I said, no. I said, but I, I kept trying to self-medicate and doctor on myself. Listen, y'all got to grab this. So they insisted that I go straight to the ER, but it was a Friday. And I said, I don't want to sit in the ER on no Friday. And I definitely felt like whatever was wrong with my body, whatever was going on, I just really believed that it was something very serious because the day before my birthday, which is Juneteenth. Hello. And I thank you again, everyone that showered me with your love, your kindness, your gifts, your consideration. But on June 18th, that's why I distinctly remember the night before my birthday, I thought I was literally about to die and I laid still and I made peace with my soul and my spirit and I said to God you are in control and if tonight is my last night there's nothing in this world that I can change or undo y'all gotta get this we don't know where death door lies I was feeling okay But that pain in the right side of my back, it was just, I'm telling y'all, it was so excruciating. And I was getting up, pushing myself through every day for two months. Listen to me. So finally, I break down the beginning of this week and I prayed. Now, listen, I prayed and I mean I prayed. And I prayed the night before my birthday and I said, God, if I live to see tomorrow, I'm going to make sure to go to the doctor. And that's why I went ahead and went on Friday. Then I prayed again. And I said, God, if you let me live to get past the weekend, I just don't want to go to the ER so congested. I said, I promise you at the beginning of the week, I'm going to go and I will not be hard headed. So anyway, I get to the ER. And when I get there, they run these tests. And, they, and I tell them, I'm short of breath, and I've, I've never felt this way before. And, 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 it's, and they said, well, how long have you had these symptoms? I said, well, about two months. But when it first started, it wasn't as short as it is. Now I take a few steps, and I feel like I got to stop and relax and rest. I said, before, you know, when it first started, I could take about 10 or 20 steps, but it kept getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Listen to me. I'm hoping that somebody take this information and listen to your body. It's okay that people can feel how they feel and let them think what they think. But listen to me. You're one body. You don't have but one. You will serve yourself best if you listen to your body. So my body kept saying, don't do too much. Don't do too much. Don't do too much. Take it easy. So I get to the ER. And then they they tell me, uh, okay, well, everything looks fine. So I asked the lady, I said, well, she said, all your vitals look good. I said, well, can you all schedule me for... A X x-ray of my lungs i don't know why i said i keep feeling it's something to do with my lungs at least my right lung and i said because because maybe it collapsed so uh she said well i don't know but we, we you don't have that on the paper but we're gonna go ahead and add it and give you an x-ray now listen this is what you all gotta get so they give me the x-ray the X ray comes back. By this time, they called the a doctor in to tell me the results from the X ray. So the doctor says, "Well, um, Miss Putnam, we don't see anything wrong. Your lungs, you know, I mean, there's nothing. You know, we can see from the X ray if there's a tumor, if there's a cancer growth." Anything like that, we can see it from the x-ray and we don't see anything. So maybe he said, have you taken any pain medication? Maybe you should try taking some pain medication. And I said, no, no, no. I said, listen, doctor. He said, okay, well, well, get up and walk a little bit and let me see, you know, how your breath. So, then I did that. And he said, well, you know, know, it's not that short a breath, you know, compared to your age and all this. I said, doctor, please listen to me. I have never, ever been short a breath like this in my life. I'm telling you, it's something wrong. It's something real wrong. He said, well, okay. Well, I tell you what. Let me schedule you for a CAT scan, but it's going to take a minute because, you know, we biz and blase scoop. And I said, okay, And he said a probably a couple of hours. And I was like, oh, Jesus. But I sat there and I'm glad I did. So anyway, I scheduled the CAT scan. They Well, they scheduled the CAT scan. I got the CAT scan. And I was sitting in the little behind the curtains over there in the ER. And the doctor came in and he sat down in a chair next to me. He said, I know why you have been in pain. He said, not only do you have blood clots, you kept complaining about your right lung. He said, but it's in both of them. He said, it's multiple. I said, multiple? You mean, I said, wait a minute, doc. You mean one clot? He said, no, it's many of them. And, and I said, but they, they should just be in my right lungs because that's the side that feels like everything is twisting up. And it's just so excruciating pain. I'm telling y'all, it hurt for me to touch my back to a pillow. That's just how much pain I've been enduring for the last two months. So anyway, the doctor said, we're going to have to admit you. And we're going to have to. He said, the good thing about it, you got here before you died. Y'all don't hear me now. He said, you got here before you died. Because blood clots can kill you. And with the many of them that you have. You got here, and we can save you. We can treat you. And all my mind could think about. I don't know how they multiplied. I don't know how it came to be. But I'm so glad that I listened to my body. Now listen to me and my brain. Not other people, but myself. And the good Lord, let me put him first. The good Lord leading and guiding me. The good Lord said, no matter what anybody say, you got to obey me. And this is what I want to encourage people to do. We need to get in a place, in a prostrated position that God super rules anybody else's voices. Because had I listened to other people, I might not be sitting here today. Because this is when I got okay. So they admitted me, they get me in my room, you know, they start all these different treatments and then they run in these different tests, you know, they're testing my legs and my heart. They're doing ultrasounds because normally they said the blood clot starts in your legs and they work their way up to your heart and your lungs. And you got to get this now. Now I'm eating there, and I'm saying, God, I thank you for the treatment. God, I thank you for the treatment. God, I thank you for saving my life. Because I'm telling y'all, on June 18th, I felt my breath of life dying. And I was at a collapsing stage. And instead of going to the ER, I made a decision to lay there and die. Because I just didn't want to go and sit up in the ER. But I'm so glad that I know the word of prayer and I know that God can heal. I know that God can hinder and hold up and I know that God can deliver. Now, I'm not telling anybody because see you got to know your relationship with God to stand on a miracle prayer. But I stood on a miracle prayer on June 18th. And let me tell you how God began to minister to my body. I began to anoint myself with oil. And I said, God, if I'm going to leave here, I want everything in my heart, soul, and spirit to be right. But I want to also begin to intercede for some other people. And as I was interceding in prayer, praying for other people, the Holy Spirit just began to just relax me till I fell asleep praying. And I mean I was praying y'all. Now we fast forward to this week because I was just released from the hospital last night. Let me tell y'all something. I am so glad that I paid attention to my body. Because had I not, had I just ignored God leading me, let me, let me correct myself. I'm glad I paid attention to God more than people. So anyway, when the doctor came in and they gave me the first thing, the ultrasound of my, my 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 heart, then another person gave me the ultrasound of my legs. So when the doctor came in to give me the results, he said, it's the strangest thing. You don't have any blood clots in your leg. It's mighty odd how you can have so many in both your lungs and not any come from your legs, not any to come from your heart he said your heart is amazing we got all the images there are no clots in your heart nor in your leg so this is what he asked me and i hope somebody grabbed this he asked me a question he said one contributing factor could be he said what well, what well, you know i know you say you've been sedentary i see yes I've, I've, I've had three loved ones this year to transition and it kind of put me in a place of a be still I didn't really want to do too much interacting engaging getting out anything from the first of the year sedentary does contribute but let me tell you something that the doctor asked me he's the only thing i could think of maybe have you flown on an airplane lately i said no as a matter of fact i haven't since 2021 and he said i said the end of 2021 he said well that's good because That's not a good thing to do until we can get these blood clots under control. I said, well, what an airplane got to do with blood clots? He said, because the higher the altitude, it does something to your body when you're in flight if you have multiple blood clots as you had. And all I could begin to do, y'all, was thank God. I began to thank God. And let me tell you why. Because I had people to put their mouth on me for me not getting on an airplane. Oh, God, help me today. I had people that talked about me and said all manner of evil. Got all in their feelings and got all tore up with me because I didn't get on an airplane. But all I could sit there and do was thank God. I said, God, whatever reason however you worked it out, that I can still be alive. I can still be alive. I can still be alive. That's why I'm saying sometimes you got to listen to your body before you listen to people's voices. Because you can save yourself. So many people have left this world because they listen. to to what somebody else asked them to do. They went along with somebody else who wanted them to go along with them. Come on, get in the car and ride with me. And they got in an accident. Come on and go with me to this store and things happen. Let me tell you something. And I'm going to give you some deeper insight of an eye opener about having a position in your life to listen to God more than you listen to people. Listen to me. We're in an age of globalization. And in this globalization, you know, people nowadays are moving in extraordinary powers. People are truly tapping into their callings. You know, if anybody watched Manifest, there was a lot of people couldn't understand the movement of those individuals that was on that plane that went missing. And when they came to their lives, their everyday lives, even, I mean, the police officers, a lot of people can turn against you when they don't understand your calling, is what I'm saying. Your calling is an eye-opener. And everybody's not gonna understand your calling. Everybody didn't even understand Jesus calling. Hello. And sometimes, just like with Mick and her brother on manifest, it'll make people make you try to feel real bad because you know what you've been called to do. And certain times, you can't go places that other people go. You can't do things that other people do. Listen to me. In this globalization of this extraordinary time that we're living in. Even with little kids, I've just been sitting back watching. I've learned so much in the last year from just watching. Okay, yeah, I do talk, but I've been watching as well as praying. And even children nowadays, they are phenomenal. And people, you got parents don't even understand their kids. They too busy being busy about us, gossipers, and naysayers. And they don't even understand the extraordinary children that they have. And they don't even know how to process a relationship with them. Because listen to me. Let me just share this with you. That is really very profound. When it comes to a relationship... Listen to me. If you don't know, if you don't know how to have a fellowship in a relationship, you don't have anything to bind you together. And there are people who don't even have fellowship with the people in their own household, with their own children. If you don't have fellowship And your relationship, there's no bond there. You cannot have a relationship, and that's be it with God or mankind. You must incorporate a fellowship in order to have a healthy relationship. And when we omit that, even with God, we will omit The practice and power of our calling. Listen to me. This eye opener, there's a place. There's a place for all of us in the spiritual realm. And that place has nothing to do with our intellect. It has nothing to do with our mind. It has nothing to do with our acclimates. The reason why I say that, listen, you got to grab this. If it did, if our intellect was the cause of our relationship with God and God only looked at the intellectual minds, then that means God would be a discriminator. God would discriminate toward people who carried a low IQ. Oh, I hope you grab this. So let's forget for a minute. Let's forget all the acclames in order that we be able to comprehend your season, your season, your seed that you put in the ground. Not because you put it in there based on your intellectual concept. But because you got in a place of a relationship and a fellowship with God. And so there is a place in God, in the spirit, in the presence of his power that's greater than any human form. And I'm telling you, with what I experienced, I knew I was led by the spirit and the power. And no matter what they said, it was the doctor. He thought one thing. And when he said, well, let me give you the CAT scan because I didn't choose to get up and walk out. is what I'm saying. You got to know your body more than you know voices. That's not connecting in the spirit. But had I not been a spiritual being, oh, God help me today. Because I was communicating with a doctor who was an intellectual being. Hello. Hello. I would have did as he said, and and, and and he said he'll prescribe me something for pain, and I would have came back home. Hello? I'm just saying. That's why I take no credit. Listen to me. You must understand this. Doctors are great, and, and, and we should give them acknowledgement. The nurses, the whole medical staff, let me tell y'all something. The medical staff overall, overall was excellent and the food was definitely excellent. But listen to me. When I talk to you about the presence and power that's greater than a human being, it's the Rama. It's the God logos. Because the Rama word, it should be in existence of all believers. Because see, God is submits a Logos and we have to walk in a Rhema position, not intellectual, but a Rhema position in order as believers now, if you're a believer, in order to understand life beyond, beyond what our eyes can see, beyond what our ears can hear. And when we are placed in that position, it takes us outside of society. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. I want to drop three things to you before I put a pen in this podcast. Three things that God want us to know. Every one of us. Number one, he wants us to know what is the hope of our calling? What is the hope of our calling? We all have a calling. And there's a hope in our calling. But we got to know what is the hope of our calling. Because if we don't know the hope of our calling, we'll be running around the world competing with other people, walking in a spirit of jealousy. And what will come out more than anything is unforgiveness. We will never forgive people. For things that they was led to do because they were called by God to do. And I tell people that's a danger zone. Number two, you need to know your purpose. Because your purpose is your calling. And I always share with people, whatever your passion. Whatever your passion, think of something that you will do for free. Absolutely free. For me, it's talking. Hello. <laughs> Y'all ain't figured it out. I would talk to people about God every waking hour of the day. That's my passion. I love it. I love it. I love it. But whatever your passion is. I asked the young lady this question about a month or so ago. And she said her passion was just doing something for the homeless. She said she'll get up and do it for free every day all day. When you tap into your passion. You can know your purpose. And so that's number two. Know your purpose. Know your calling. Don't ever imitate trying to be like somebody else. Be who you are. Be who God called you to be. And that's when you will shine the greatest. Always understand that there is an agenda. There's an agenda for your calling. There's an agenda for you to function. There's a purpose in every goal that God orchestrates for you. And number three, know in your place what you need. Know what you need. Know how you can be used for God's glory. See, sometimes, in spite of other people's feelings, I knew what I needed. And I knew I didn't need to travel. And even when myself, myself was saying, well, you can rearrange, you can do this, you can do that. Let me tell y'all something. When you get true to your calling, you will become handicapped. Nothing in the world, nobody say, not even what you do can move you. God will try all his might to preserve you. Now you can keep running all the stop signs and you can force yourself to do things like some people do. But when the doctor asked me the question about the airplane, I just think I could have died with as many blood clots in my body that was in my kidneys. But I thank God that I know the Logos and God speaks to me in the Rhema. If you all don't understand the depthness of the Logos in the Rhema, it takes you clean off the chart for intellect and other people, even society. You got to get in that realm. This is your season to move from the Logos into your Rhema position. Go over those three things that I said, because it's so important. What is the riches of your inheritance? See, so many times we think the riches of our inheritance is the legacies and the things we accumulate in life. But the true riches of our inheritance is when we can see why God need us to be here. Why God saved us. And why we need to be saved. And that was my realization. When I got into that hospital and I was diagnosed, I had to come back. I said, God, I got to re-strategize a whole lot of things in my life. I got to stay true to your calling. No matter what. I got to stay true to the prophecy. I got to stay true to the prophetic. I got to stay true to the spirit, to the gift, to the anointing. And then I got to circumcise some things that have been in my pathway. You don't hear me now. Circumcise means when you cut something away. You got to cut some things away. In order to make completion. In order to walk in your new beginning. In order to get what you deserve in this season. If you feel that you've been struggling for a long time. In areas where, where you know you wasn't effective as you should be. In areas where you know you're not satisfied. And you've longed for something. But you really can't put your hand on it. I encourage you today. From all the sincerity in my heart as an eye-opener, I'm seriously to understand there is a place for all of us in the spirit realm. And it has nothing to do with our intellect. Intellect is good. But it's a season for us to get in that place and really know the Logos. That we can be able to activate. See, when you start activating in the rhema, let me just drop this little tidbit. Because, you know, if you don't take time to look it up, I might copy-paste it so you can get more clarity in the description. That's what I do. But but listen, when you get into that rhema position, you will never be understood by a lot of people unless they have the calling. Hello? And see, that rhema position is what prompted me to stand. In spite of all, let me tell y'all something. I got invitations last year for last year. I got invitations this year to be guest speakers, to speak in different women programs and other programs and conferences. But I'm telling y'all something. God kept saying, be still. Do not get on that airplane. Not now. See, now I didn't even know why. But I had to obey the calling. You don't hear me now. And I had to obey the calling. Even though I tried to make some arrangements to go. Let me tell you, I contact Delta. I book tickets. And let me tell y'all something. The ticket price change. It's like God kept blocking every time I got ready to consider getting on that plane what am i saying i could only be at peace within my body by being in a rhema position i know my calling now the invitations i denied those without reluctancy but sometimes when it comes to family and they you know they won't understand and sometimes you don't understand yourself You know, I had a young lady yesterday. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to put a pin in the podcast. She's my neighbor. She's 33 years old. Awesome, awesome, awesome. She's a PK kid, and she said something to me. She and I was talking. As a matter of fact, she assisted me getting in and getting settled in when I came in from the hospital, and I was telling her something that had been weighing in my spirit. And and you know, God, listen, this is why I'm telling you, when you get in a rhema position, you can even utter something. You can utter something, and God'll give you a revelation from it. That's why when you hear me say revelatory interpretation, some things I can't explain. And I'm I'm getting to the place after what happened in the last this week, been up in that hospital. I'm no longer gonna try to explain. Hello. But I said something to her because it was weighing in my spirit and in my heart. And she said, Miss Frieda, she said, let me just say this to you. She's 33 and, and she's got an anointing. I mean an anointing. And, and, and she said, my oldest brother passed away. And my daddy told us that he was not going to his own son funeral. She said, and you know what? Because we understand. Because I'm a pastor's kid. My mama and my daddy. We didn't question him. We didn't fall out with him. We didn't give him no bad vibes. I said, but see, this is where we are in this dispensation of time. Everybody don't understand the calling. And when you understand your calling, you can respect people even when you don't understand them. You cannot fall out with people even when you don't understand them. And I said, so I said this to her. I said, but you know, God been dealing with me. What he said is this, and I'm going to drop this and put the pen. The cardinal mind cannot understand the ways of the spiritual mind. And what God has been showing me is a lot of cardinality in a lot of people. And, you know, cardinality, sadly, sometimes it can be in our loved ones that we're praying for. We hope and pray to be saved. Cardinality, hello. It can even be in our leaders, spiritual leaders. Well, you know, they, they ain't Christians because when you're Christian, you understand the calling. But you can be a spiritual leader and not understand the calling. Because one thing I've come to succumb to understand. When the calling rests upon anybody's life, you don't question them. And you don't put your mouth on them when they don't make choices that you want them to make. Because you understand their level of their relationship with God. And that's why I say, if you don't have no fellowship in your relationship. You just going to have a situationship. I'm just saying. I can make it match and make it make sense. And on that note, may the blessings from heaven continue to flow, flow, flow down into your lives. Rewind, revisit, go over those three pointers and begin to process them and activate them in your life and I guarantee you you will begin to move in a whole different arena with your life. You're going to go to work and love everybody because when you understand the hope of your calling you won't be jealous. You won't be envy. You won't be unforgiving. You won't fall out with nobody because you done went on to another realm and another level and another calling in your life. Aren't you excited about there. be fabulous on a fabulous Friday. This is your girl always delighted to be your host and delighted to be alive to bring you the most on WDGS. I'm back home and I'm feeling fine and I'm feeling better. And I tell you, and God, only thing He did, let me tell y'all. See, God got a way that's mighty sweet. I got up today, and God sent me from one place. The person was a blessing. Listen, the lady said, Oh, I can give you free access to go to seniors to work out, do this, do that. I left from there. I went to another place. They said the same thing to do the swim aerobics. I mean, from one place to the next. And then I left from there. I couldn't get my prescription. The doctor even said, call me if you can. I put it down in the in hospital pharmacy. And then I got there. The lady said, "Where well, the drug store already got it uh, uh, put in so the insurance said it's too soon to get it again. She said, but wait a minute. Hold up. Let me tell you, when you walk in that rainbow position, the lady said, I got a coupon for $30 off that'll cover your prescription. Or oh, however much it was off. You know what? I ain't even asked her. It might have been more than that. But she said, we're going to make sure. You, and it won't cost you anything. This is what I'm saying. I God took me through all of that with them blood clots. He made me be still in order for me to tap in and understand the rhema calling that rests upon not just my life, but to give this message to some people What a rhema calling rests upon your life. It rests upon the life of my neighbor down there. I could see it all over her. I said, let me tell you something. I said, God put you in this building for a reason. She said, Miss Frida, you know what? And I believe that now. Let me tell y'all something. 33 years old. The young lady in the hospital, 25 years old. She did my sonogram on my leg. She gave me a powerful, powerful testimony. I ain't going to take time and drop it today. But I'm going to be able to put it. Keep listening in and tuning in. I mean a powerful testimony at 25. And then the other person was a young man. And he was in this city only for the summer. He said, I live in Kentucky. I said, oh, Kentucky, Derby," And I think he told me he was 23. I said, and you far from home? He said, I am. And, and listen, the girl that was 25, she in Virginia, she from Florida. The neighbor, she from Oklahoma. I said, that's why I said, God is doing extraordinary things with people in this globalization. But you got to know. You got to know that you know what your calling is. And when you tap into your calling, let me tell you something. You are moving a rhema. And it's going to be so sweet. And as always, may the blessings from heaven flow down into your lives. Meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires. And may you continue to prosper and position yourself and ask God. To show you those three things that I suggested that God gave me to share with you and to work them as well as myself. And as you move into your rainbow position, may the blessings flow down into your lives to meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires as you delight yourselves in God. I mean, you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. This is your girl, Fabulous Frida. Always delighted to appreciate each and every one of you. And when I say I love you, I mean it wholeheartedly because I have nothing in my heart flowing but love. And that's what God said. We don't owe nobody nothing but love. Love everybody in spite of, forgive them. Find out who you are and get busy with your God-given goals. God bless. Bye for now.